Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. This week, we are talking about Galaxy 4. But first, let's get this crack in with Whiskey of the Week! Yeah. This week, we are drinking Ranger Creek Rimfire Mesquite Smoked Texas Single Malt Whiskey. Somehow, I'm going to make that a lot shorter for the title, because we don't (laughs) have enough space for all that shit. Yeah, no, no, no. It is a very teeny tiny bottle. It is only 375 milliliters. Um, It's real cute. It is real cute. And the best part? Mesquite. Mesquite. Yeah, it's 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 arguably as like as Texan as we're gonna possibly get because you mm-hmm. put mesquite in anything and it's Texan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's a small batch whiskey. I think it's cute because it's called Small Caliber Series. Mm-hmm. They name all of their stuff after like gun, gun. stuff, which I guess is Real Texas, Texas. you're gonna get. Um, <laughs> but like it's like I don't I don't hate a theme. And it won something, right? This one. Or is that just the- Oh, no. This is the 10th anniversary oh, okay. of Ranger Creek, this mm. bottling. Um, this one- so small. The season was from summer of 2018. Mm, I remember that year. I don't. I was not, <laughs> I was not in the US. Uh, it was aged under the Texas sun for 24 months. Mm-hmm. Batch number 38, bottle 569. What's the proof? What are we, what are we working with today? 86 proof. Okay, not So a little bit lower. Not too bad. Than we usually have, but... Um, Which is perfect. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I'm digging a little, little bottle. Mm-hmm. It's another one where if it's good, I could see this being like a nice little gift thing. Yeah. It, um, c- it could go perfectly a little like gift basket or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I like the idea that maybe once a season we pick one that looks just like a good gift. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like shit, which we don't know this is yet. We don't know. We'll see. So... Um, Pull it up. They are from... The area outside of San Antonio. Okay. So another one kind of towards Hill Country. Okay. Not too far away from here. Well, it is far, but not. Uh, not it, that far. Not that far. This would be a trip that we'd have to make to go see this distillery. And at some point, maybe like in the spring or some shit, we'll have to go Road down trip. south. We can do like a week and hit up Austin in San Antonio distilleries. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mm-hmm. we could also just hit up the Houston ones we haven't done yet. That is true. Since we've only gone to see our, our buddies at Yellow Rose. Yeah. Well, well, actually, before we cheers, uh, I'm going to smell this first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get a good whiff. All right. Nose hairs intact, but there's a little singe at the end, like in the base of mm-hmm. the nose. Don't smell the mesquite. I wouldn't know what mesquite smells like. Well, I'm just assuming, I'm expecting like the taste of when you, of mis- when you cook something with mesquite wood or like, yeah. sure. So I was kind of expecting for it to taste like it smells, you know, yeah. kind of that reverse, but no, there's, I don't smell any notes of mesquite. Yeah. I mean, I have to be honest having a shit palate is mostly because I don't have a great sense of smell. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure if I smelled it, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's mesquite. But I can't place that scent anyway. Maybe because I didn't grow up here. But I mean, I I've lived here, here long enough. I wasn't around mesquite that much, but I know what it, like, yeah. it's, it's again, like obscenity, right? You know it when you see it. <laughs> wow that's a callback that was good. remember that was like episode two or three yeah i i, I stay on a queen yeah you're welcome <laughs> that made me so happy i yeah. love it we're so meta look at us ah. oh my god all right should we try this shit yeah. okay cheers oh Huh. 
It's smoky. How interesting. Mm-hmm. It's definitely unique. Yeah. It's it's smoky. It it's definitely, got a lot of flavor. It's got a lot of flavor. I think that's where I'm... The silence is coming from is because <laughs> it's incredibly complex. Mm-hmm. And it sits on my tongue differently than it's, others we've had. It's got, it's, sm- it's got a smokiness, but also a bite kind of like in the middle back of your tongue. And then in terms of... Like, it's definitely sippable for sure. Uh, yeah. But I would definitely take breaks in between sipping this. Yeah. Because of just how full my mouth feels. It's so to- Yeah, I've only had one sip so far and I feel like I'm still like experiencing it. Yeah. There is a slight burn yeah. in the oh, back. Oh, I can feel my esophagus, but it's a very delayed burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't feel my esophagus. Mine is more in the towards the back mm. of the throat, kind of the back. Yeah, right where, kind of where I would imagine I the mean, liquid starts going down. That's like the start of your esophagus. Yeah, where the COVID lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, right there, you God know? help us. Yeah. Right there. It's kind of, yeah. it's, a, it's a pleasant, it's like a dull burn, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's a, it, you know, I don't know how to, it's good. I don't hate this one. I would definitely, see, a little bottle like this I think is perfect for this whiskey. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I, we'll have to look to see if they have bigger yeah. bottles, which I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm sure. But this portion, I feel like it's just I think enough. it's actually really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a... Honestly, this is kind of one of those things that you could put for an outing like between two people. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just a nice... Yeah. I got to share a bottle with my friend kind of a bottle. Like, yeah. It's... Instead of having like whiskey left over yeah. or bottom of the bottle and you're like, well, this is going to feel great tomorrow. Right. Yeah. This is actually mm-hmm. a... I can drink a bottle with somebody and feel mm-hmm. like I'm not going to be dead for two days. Also, I feel I definitely want to look into see if they do have bigger bottles because I just remembered that they have this is their small caliber series, mm-hmm. so they might only have the this little size ones bottle available of this mm-hmm. whiskey yeah. of this specific one because this is bottle number five sixty nine from batch number thirty eight. Yeah. So depending on how many bottles they have, you know. Yeah, and I'm not sure. It might just be a one-time thing. So go to Total Wine. <laughs> yeah. And grab yourself one just to just so you can say you tried it because who knows if they if this is just I think a, they do cuz it's a one it's listed on their website. Okay. So I think this is one that they keep making. Yeah. But won't every one be unique oh, though? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Just because every year is going to be unique. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see what the 2020 batch is like. I was watching, I was listening, watching, listening, had on in the background, mm-hmm. uh, live from Balcones one day, I think in the spring or early summer. And they were talking about how, because weather is part of what affects what's happening in the barrels, Mm -hmm. that the stuff laid down in the freeze was going to be interesting Mm -hmm. because of it was such a unusual and severe temperature change. Mm -hmm. Because we went from, I want to say it was 70s to like nothing. It was like in the teen, the tens, which is a pretty severe temperature yeah. drop, um, and, and very snow. cold for Texas. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's about the time we started the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were we complained about it in one of mm-hmm. the very early episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what do you give this whiskey? Mm, I would say maybe a seven, a seven point eight, a seven point eight. Just because it's very unique, I wouldn't necessarily reach for this mm-hmm. out of other whiskeys that I've come to really enjoy. But it would definitely be one that I would grab on the shelf and pull out mm-hmm. or like you said, take it to 
an event, a picnic, and split yeah. with a friend, and you know, it'd not look very wasted. cute in a picnic basket. It but, would. It really would. But like, take an Uber, y'all. Yeah, I really like it. It's definitely, and part of the reason I really like it is because, especially last season, I feel like we had a real big string of a lot of the same, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. similar tastes mm-hmm. that we could all, that we started to be able to differentiate more once we did the flight. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking at the end of the season that we were just hitting a run of things that just all tasted the same, like it was variations on the same theme. Mm-hmm. And this feels like a completely different thought. Mm-hmm. It kind of hits me like Andalusia at the end of the season was a very different mm-hmm. thing. And it's like how we fall in love with Yellow Rose, where mm-hmm. like nothing that they really create has been like anything we've ever tasted mm-hmm. in everything else that we've drank. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel the same way about this, mm-hmm. is that the flavor is just so different mm-hmm. that I, I can appreciate agree that. that. Yeah. I like experimentation. Yeah. New and unique is fun. So I'm going to go with like an 8.5. Oh, wow. That's high. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's definitely, it definitely replaces, unless you want the kitsch, it Mm -hmm. replaces that other bottle of Texas whiskey, in the Texas shape bottle, as my preferred small housewarming gift. Yeah, because this, I could definitely see that the that bot that bottle would only be good for like Mm -hmm. someone that just moved to Texas, right? Mm -hmm. Like, welcome. This is a very much a Texas thing to give yeah you have to be somebody kind of special in this world to that decorates that kind of way so um how about we talk about some doctor who yeah let's do it so this week we're talking about galaxy four this is one of the lost stories Mm -hmm. Uh, we only have episode three that -hmm. remains Mm -hmm. out of this group uh, and we'll kind of we'll get into some of that later, but okay. it ran from September 11th to October 2nd of 1965. Hmm. So things that happened during this run: Beanie, not Beanie. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Beatles mania is still raging. Mm-hmm. So the album Help hits number one and stays there for nine weeks. Oh wow! And the song Yesterday is released, mm-hmm. and they win their first Grammy. So things are looking good for the Beatles. Yeah. The Today Show has their first color episode. David Bowie changed his name to David Bowie because if he hadn't, his name would have been David Jones and Mm. the monkeys were really big at the moment, Mm -hmm. being a television version of the Beatles. Gotcha. Whose music I grew up on and I love the monkeys. And it's wild to me that we only have the name David Bowie because of Davy Jones and who knows who Davy Jones is now. Yeah. Just us monkeys fans. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. And the show I Dream of Jeannie premieres, mm-hmm. which to me is a very old show. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy that we are well stuck into Doctor Who and we're just starting to get I Dream of Jeannie. Mm-hmm. And in worldwide conflicts, the Indo-Pakistani War of 1965 has both swelled and kind of come to a close mm. during this time. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was a lot of sports shit. And I'm sure somebody cares, but I don't. Yeah, so. Yeah. We'll move on. Yeah. This story was written by William Ems mm-hmm. and directed by Derek Martinus. And I'm not going to ask you where you know them from because you don't. I don't. This is really the only time Ems is really involved with the main story of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works on a spinoff at one point, but oh, okay. I don't think... I cannot imagine that I'm going to get you to do the spinoffs. Maybe. We'll see. Down the road. They don't happen for a very long time. Mm. So we don't have to worry about it yet. The director, Derek Martinus, we haven't seen him yet, but we will. He will be involved down the road. So this is his introduction into the show. Gotcha. It was originally going to be directed by Mervyn Penfield. Mm -hmm. Is that a name you recognize? Nope. Okay. Well, he directed. <laughs> he directed the Sensorites, the Space Museum, and the Planet of Giants. Oh, okay. So a bunch of episodes we liked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Penfield did a lot of the work prepping for this, um, and did like the casting mm-hmm. and everything. Worked mm-hmm. with the script, and then he got really sick, and had to leave the program and actually ended up dying in 1966 Mm. Uh, so this is kind of his hand is like all over this but because he did so much work on it and 
Martinus then came in to kind of work with choices that weren't necessarily his own. Mm -hmm. So Martinus came in and was working with decisions that he didn't Mm -hmm. make. And Mm -hmm. you know how creative types can be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No shade. Mm -hmm. But they like their things the way that they like them. Mm -hmm. And that's great. But so there was a lot of conflicts Mm. of decision making. And so the cast hated the story and the director didn't like what was going. It was just fraught with a lot of tension Mm -hmm. for the creation of it anyway. And apparently things got like kind of tense Mm -hmm. between our actors, Mm -hmm. team TARDIS actors and the director and the new production team, because this is also Verity Lambert's last episode. Well, technically she does the, she helps with the thing next week that we'll get into at the end of the, okay. this, but this is her last full episode. Gotcha. Okay. So we're also getting a new producer in. Gotcha. So we did have a lot of conflict and I, it'll be interesting to see how that like plays out mm-hmm. because I'm always interested in how, when story decisions are made on production choices mm-hmm. as opposed to story choices. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of one of the reasons I include production notes mm-hmm. is because there will sometimes be drama. Mm-hmm. It is a, oh, yeah. it's a 60 year old show. Yeah. People don't like each other. People are assholes. So that's all kind of going on behind the scenes. Okay. Uh, one of the people that is a, that is a who's who of the cast mm-hmm. is one of the Draven ladies. Mm-hmm. I don't know which. One of the blonde ones. Yeah. You know, with the eye dots. Yeah. She worked a lot on Monty Python's Flying Circus. And -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar, if you're a Monty Python person. But no, I haven't seen that. But I I, I know Monty Monty Python. Yeah, I love. I'm a big, big, big Monty Python fan. Mm -hmm. No idea who she was, except that she was Eric Idle's wife. He wrote Spam a lot. So he's kind of one of the big musical Okay, okay. Parts of that team. Anytime you want to watch Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Let me go. Yeah. What are your first impressions? First impressions... I didn't hate this episode. It was actually pretty interesting. I thought that a lot of the themes within the episode... Well, the major theme. Yeah. Still very relevant today. And I hated Steven. Again. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I found a new person to hate, and it's definitely him for the first. Episode. So far. Yeah. Not even first. It's so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You ha- We haven't hit a Stephen no. doesn't suck moment. Mm-mm. Yeah, I I hit like a soft like on this episode. Mm. I'm unsure. I, I think it's going to have to, it's going to take actually getting to talk to somebody about this episode mm-hmm. because it's rare enough that you find people in this world that have really watched classic Doctor Who enough to have a conversation yeah. on anything, much less have said, oh, I'll actually like look for the last episode, what's left of the last episodes to mm-hmm. be able to watch it. Mm-hmm. And this one has always hit me funny. Mm-hmm. I've always been unsure about how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to get to talk about it, to figure yeah. out what I think. Mm-hmm. But I think there are a lot of very interesting points on it. Uh, I almost like the fact that I don't know what I think. Mm -hmm. To me, that means that it's interesting. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to this uh, conversation because I think each person, besides Steven, Mm -hmm. has something that's interesting about what this episode did for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So very excited. Very Mm -hmm. excited. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I said before, this is going to be the last full story with Verity Lambert, the producer. Uh, she doesn't; she's not super involved with this episode because she is kind of focused on her swan song, which is the thing we're going to do next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is going to be John Wilkes, so he's also kind of having a hand in this episode. We have a lot of cast and crew turmoil mm. throughout this, and uh, so it's uh, an interesting pivot point. You know, we're at the beginning of the third season. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who has been on for a while. Mm-hmm. It's had it's a staple presence in media. So there are expectations mm-hmm. at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a brief synopsis. It's actually one of the longer ones I've ever done, <laughs> but whatever. The new TARDIS gang lands on a planet where every conservative's nightmare comes true. Radicalized, possibly vegan, warrior female presenting bipeds who view men as breeders are fighting against a being who just really wanted to give him a ride home, but he uses machines as their disposable labor force in an attempt to get off a planet that will inexplicably explode in 14 dawns. Or maybe tomorrow. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely tomorrow. Definitely tomorrow. <laughs> so with that, let's get into Shardis points. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Steven? Do we start with Steven? <laughs> no, we start with what his TARDIS points mean, Jen. Oh, uh... Damn it. Like, we don't do it... arbitrary at- rankings determine... Uh... With intoxicated... Seriousness. Yeah. I was going to say reasonableness. I was like, that's not it. <laughs> that's best. not how it's spelled. That's not how it's spelled. <laughs> yeah, seriousness. No, no, it's like we don't do that every week. I know, I always just... Okay. Yeah, it's like we have a format and everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm just writing it down. So I know you want to start with Steven, but we do start with the doctor. It is his show. Yeah, well, the doctor for me this episode, I mean, I, I think uh, just kind of like I've said before, he's he's a different character now that Susan's gone. Mm-hmm. And I think in in this episode was one of the first times where I really saw the chemistry that uh, Vicky and the yeah. doctor have. I mean, we've always seen the chemistry, but I think it's that the actors have finally gotten so used to each other that it's more genuine, yeah. you know? Uh, and it's more like uh, chummy, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it is interesting to note that that's... That- Part of that is that they've worked together at this point. They like each other a whole mm-hmm. lot. But they're also kind of being like stalwart companions in mm-hmm. real life as well. Because they're kind of, kind of teaming up against the producer. Oh, okay. So like they're like supporting each other. And Maureen definitely has Billy's back. And mm-hmm. so there's kind of that tension happening between them anyway. Mm-hmm. Where they have a they have a common foe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be it's it's interesting that you would have noted that even between the two characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that this is the first time it's like really stood out to you, especially because we don't have footage mm-hmm. for most of it, so that you can even feel it without mm-hmm. the imagery. Yeah. It for the first time, it kind of just meshed yeah. well. And the doctor, you know, I, I continue not to, to hate him. There were some instances where he was that annoying know-it-all that I hated from the past. But then, you know, we went back to kind of who he is. Also, the fact that he really rides for the TARDIS. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, he does. That was fun. Um, so I, I, I didn't mind him. I, I liked him, you know? I I thought he was great, this episode. He was just uh, just a bit of an ass. Uh, he one of, So this one is not necessarily the doctor, but is one of... So I think we you've kind of noticed at this point that the actor mm-hmm. flubs his lines, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they're actually called in the fandom like Billy Flubs. Mm. And I haven't brought all of them up just because generally they're just like miss lines and whatever. But this one had me giggling to a point where I had to like rewind it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where he says, we'll finally get some long deserved undeserved peace. And he's trying to like fix what he said, but he initially had said it right in the first place. So he was really making a mistake on his correct. And it's just stupid, Mm -hmm. but also kind of, true yeah yeah like long deserved yeah but like have they really deserved no no Mm -mm. they could just stop fucking around Mm -hmm. so i thought it i said i even wrote in my notes well if that's not a mood the millennial existential crisis Mm -hmm. in a nutshell yeah yeah basically yeah we long deserved undeserved peace Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he also got really serious on the fact that he is here on a scientific expedition and that is his purpose for traveling and it's just mm-hmm. like bitch when right exactly i'm like all of a sudden all, since when all of a sudden you're so scientific okay when when was the last time we did science mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from what i you know from what i can tell we've been trying to get ian and barbara home at some point, we just wanted to... I think the last time we explored for, like, fuck's sake was when he tricked everybody to go explore the Dalek City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every other time, 
there's been a, well, we didn't mean to land here. Mm-hmm. And now let's just look around. We're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know any science, but I thought it was funny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the doctor lies. Yeah. I love it. I just like establishing the fact that he's just like, what the fuck? He's ever? a liar. Uh-huh. None of y'all just know. Talks out of his You're ass. all new. You don't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can make up whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked at one point that he got himself a little screwdriver to help mm-hmm. him out with his work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor with his screwdriver is a, is nice imagery. Uh, yeah. And he's just kind of an asshole. I like the, when he called the Dravins out on their shitty spaceship, he was walking outside and he was like, that ray gun would have blasted through this hole, this wall. This is some, this is some fucked up shit. Like, how are they getting anywhere? Mm-hmm. They talk a big game, but what do they really have? And that was, I liked seeing him kind of like run his mouth off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he was just kind of fun. Yeah. He, uh, the only time he kind of regressed for me was when Vicky got captured by the Chumblies. Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, I guess sucks for you. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna keep tinkering with go. this thing over here. Yeah. I mean, I don't kill, but I'm going to like evaporate this air supply generator that seems to be happening here. Mm-hmm. But like, have fun with the I'll jumblies. I'll come and get you. That we're at this point, think we're dangerous. Of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I'll You've see been you real later. Great. <laughs> and Vicky's over on the side of the like very open bar jungle gym being, but I can't get through when she could squeeze climb through, through the hole. Mm-hmm. Like dip under the whole thing. It wouldn't yeah. even be like a challenging limbo. No. It's just a... Yeah, she could literally duck just, her head over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, but I enjoy shit like that. Mm-hmm. Let him act. <laughs> so I liked the doctor. Um, he was fun. Not my favorite doctor, but he was fun. So what kind of score do you give him? Mm, I want to say maybe seven point five. Wow. Mm-hmm. I liked him better. He had some moments of regression. But overall, you know, I, I think uh, his the duo with Vicky helps me like him more. And the fact sure. that he's not a big ass most of the time. See, but I like him when he's an ass, so I mm-hmm. only gave him a six. This isn't my favorite Doctor episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because he felt a little flat to me. He provides good support with Vicky, but I think mm-hmm. there have been other episodes where he was more involved in mm-hmm. the slapstick buddy comedy of yeah. Doctor and Vicky. Yeah. And this yeah. time it was like Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. Yeah. The doctor's there is like just kind of like the, other the side person. piece. Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely the side <laughs> the piece. The side this episode. piece. Yeah. But it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. I liked it. So it's a six. Okay. Cool. So how did you feel about Vicky? Oh, I, you know, I love Vicky. Honestly, this Legend. episode solidified my love for her. Yeah. I understand. I stand for Vicky. Oh, I stand for Vicky. Um, yeah, she's a hero. Just being Goddess, a badass. Queen. Asking questions. I really liked her little snarky remark to the doctor about like, he was talking about like, we have a scientific process and blah, blah, blah. Like we look and we do something and we, then we react or whatever. And she threw the rock behind the Chumley. And then the doctor's like, what'd you do? He's like, well, I followed the process. Yeah, no, I wrote, I, I paused <laughs> it and wrote it word for word for you because it was my favorite. It was like, it, it harkened back to Susan's, I eat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> she said when he was like, there was so much risk. Why did you do that? And she goes, there was no risk. I noticed, observed collated concluded and then i threw the rock (laughs) and there's just so much sass in that last and then i threw the rock bitch Mm -hmm. i fucking thought about what i was doing yeah i did the whole thing let me tell you about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i use your own method against you no i that was my favorite line of it was and it even read so fresh and modern and Mm -hmm. It, it was still funny and it's still snarky and yeah. it's still mm-hmm. relevant. Yeah. It was a very much a woman responding to being mansplained. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm here for it. I'm here for I, it. I, uh, she was. Yeah. She's still obsessed with fucking weird looking creatures. Still naming weird <laughs> shit. And like chumblies. Yeah. Out of all things. Why chumblies? chumblies? They look like the poop emoji. If they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they totally look like the poop emoji. Yeah, I call them poop robots. 
<laughs> Until I figured out, oh, the Chumbly are the, the Chumbly robots. And so we watched the Loose Cannon reproduction. Mm-hmm. This is one of the uh, lost episodes. So a lot of the times what they'll do when things are being filmed is they'll mm-hmm. actually take still frames mm-hmm. throughout the show so that they have like a frame, <laughs> a frame of reference. Yeah. But a frame of reference for the order of things and how things should look and that kind of thing mm-hmm. as they're putting together the show. And so on a lot of our lost episodes, we still have the audio track with these still photos. And so that's a lot of what we were getting, but they didn't, we don't have that from this. Mm. And so it's why we had a lot of like repeated footage when Mm. they could. Mm. And it was just, it felt different from our other loose cannon things. And then the audio file was also really rough. Yeah. Yeah. But the one episode that we have was only discovered in like the last 10 years. Oh, wow. So this is not, this is one of those that was found. And it's why it's also not in like super great condition. Mm, that's why the audio quality sucked. Yeah, because okay. it's, there are things, and I think one of the, at some point we're really going to do an episode on the lost episodes mm-hmm. and really talk about what does this mean? Because we're still missing about 108, I think, at last count. I believe uh, a couple of years ago there was a big find, and by big I mean like four whole episodes, oh, which wow. is nuts wow. at this point. M- Mid nineties, okay, that that many. So that we're missing ninety uh, some episodes, and at this point, things are being found in like back storage units or garage sales or like there's this one episode that's missing one story that got checked out by somebody. And we have that record, mm-hmm. but it's a name like Jay Smith. Oh. So how are you supposed to find Jay Smith? Yeah. They're going to steal in it. London. Yeah. Like, who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. So there's always this chance for episodes to be rediscovered. But what's going to be interesting, what I'm looking forward to is the fact that we got so much out of Vicky. We got so much out of the doctor with just these still images. Mm-hmm. And we are recording this. What is it? November fifth. Mm-hmm. November fifth. In ten days, they're released. The BBC is releasing an animated version wow. of Galaxy Four. So okay. we will definitely watch that. Yeah, and, and provide our thoughts. Provide our thoughts, uh, and we'll have to discuss if we want it to. I think they'll have to go along with these scores because this is what is left of the episode, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. But yeah, mm-hmm. we'll rewrite the score if episodes ever get discovered mm-hmm. so that we can watch it in their original format yeah i think that's great yeah. good idea jen yeah so i i liked vicky was great this episode she asked the right questions one of the things that i wrote down early in the episode in my notes was everybody's talking about these fucking 14 dawns right but the earliest thing we established about this planet there are three sons yeah what does a fucking dawn I look forgot. like with three sons yeah and like uh, somewhere in the middle of the story, mm-hmm. Vicky and the doctor are talking about, is it 14 sons? Is it two sons? When the fuck is this planet going to explode? Mm-hmm. And Vicky looks at the doctor and goes, how are you supposed to have a dawn with three sons? And I was like, yes, queen. Yeah. Yes. Asking the questions I need answered. She knows. Yeah. She is absolutely phenomenal. She rescues Steven. Mm-hmm. We have this mm-hmm. subversion of gender roles. Yep. Uh, one of the things about this episode that is, as we talk about Steven, which I don't think will actually change the score at all, mm-hmm. but this episode was originally written for Barbara and Ian. Mm. So those characters got smushed together to be Steven. Mm. So it would be interesting to know, like, was Vicky coming to rescue Barbara? Was this supposed to be yeah. an Ian character? Interesting. So there's there's that kind of duality that we're also going to see and like, maybe why Steven's character got fucked this mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. But regardless, Vicky was still a badass. Mm-hmm. Vicky was great. I loved her. Every minute that she's she on screen. So good. Even her still so images are sassy. She was so good. Yeah. I, her she outfit was, so was cute little posh dress but with her little pigtails mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the combination of older teenager but with like little cute kid hairstyle yeah. is very i loved it i loved it so what do you give her i want to say i'm gonna give her an 8.5 wow i love her yeah honestly i'm a vicky fan oh 100 percent. i i would run her fan club yeah for sure i'm sure one already exists but i'll join it i'll join it uh, i'm giving her nine. Oh, nice i really loved her 
I just loved every minute she was on screen. She was delightful. They gave her all of the plot development. You know, she was the one making the actions. She made the moves. She wasn't problematic about it. She was open and open-minded. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, the one that was like, who the fuck cares what you look like? Right. Like, let's look at let's each other. Let's look at each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we all chill here. Yeah. And she was. There's yeah. no screaming when the crazy green blob green thing, thing comes on the... Yeah. So, yeah. Nine. Mm-hmm. You gave her an eight and a half. Yes. So, let's go to the other side of the coin and talk about Steven. Fucking hated his ass. Tell us how you really feel, John. <laughs> I, you know, within the first couple minutes... One of the no- the first note that I have for him is he's a new clown and is a pain in the doctor's ass because it was in one of the first I forget what exactly he did to the doctor, but the doctor was like, oh, basically just like fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> he really does do that all the time with Stephen. Yeah, and you know he he was very it was. He was very much like being a man, like man's but also, man, but also like not. Yeah, well, at least at the beginning, he had some very, for me, just gross, kind of not gross, that's a strong mm. word, but just very much like, oh, you're like one of these fuck dudes, you oh, know? yeah. Like when they first got to the, when they first talked to the Darwin. Um, oh, and he was weird with them yeah, when they first met her. Yeah, yeah. And, and he told, um, he asked like where the men, are they, and then he finds out that it's a planet full of women, basically, yeah. except for the ones that they use to reproduce. He, I, I said, he assumes their gender, and they were like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, what is that? And then uh, when they figured out they were all, I guess, females, yeah. he's like, oh, what a great surprise, you know? Oh, no, 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 that's when he said it when he was, when they, he saw them first. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're such a fucking dude. Yeah, it was the first, the first, maybe the first episode. He was just very, just, ugh. He was just icky. And at one point, he tried to replace, <laughs> I said, he's trying to replace the war, gen- war general by talking to the Darwin yeah. uh, <laughs> soldiers about MAGA and her little, leadership styles. His little coup that he Yeah, he's like yeah. trying to, and I was like, you really, you tried it? And I was like, that's definitely a Barbara thing. So now yeah. that you said that these characters oh, were originally it supposed was to be very Barbara. Very Barbara. Yeah. You know? So I was like, oh, he's trying to be the new war war general. Yeah. I love how that if Barbara would have done that, we would have been like, I love this queen. And Steven does it, and we're like, nah, man. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Little no. punk. Yeah, I didn't like him. I didn't like him. He's just he's just very annoying to me, this this installment. Well, He's been annoying to me, but... Yes, he has been. <laughs> I thought it was interesting knowing that... Because when you look at the last couple of episodes that Ian and Barbara were in, they were very low energy. Mm-hmm. They weren't very involved in the storyline. Mm-hmm. They weren't an active portion mm-hmm. of the writing. Mm-hmm. And when you look at this one, there was no need for Steven to even be there. Mm-hmm. This was a story about Vicky and the Doctor. Yeah, And... So it's hard for me to really score him because Mm -hmm. this wasn't really Steven, you know? It wasn't written about him. It wasn't written for him. And it was written for two characters that were being written out Mm -hmm. as opposed to a character being written in, which is what Mm -hmm. Steven should be experiencing Mm -hmm. at this Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to hold a whole of all of that against the character of Steven, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just not going to be a good episode for me, for him, because it's mm-hmm. not one that I would say, you need to watch this episode for Steven, because mm-hmm. what's the fucking point? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he, I called him the peanut gallery for most of this. He's kind of the one leading over the main guy's shoulder going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he said. Yeah, for sure. He's the hype man in the back. Definitely. Which I guess you need, and it kept... Uh, point of view with the Dravins while we were dealing with the Rills. Yeah. But he's really just a plot device. There's nothing about Steven. So I gave him just a five. Yeah, I was about to... I, I'm going to give him the same score. Yeah. He just uh, was he neither here nor there. Yeah, I, I didn't like him, but not enough to give him a four. Because towards the end, I was like, okay, you're not that bad. You're really not yeah. doing too much. But yeah, it's just the beginning. It's just... Ooh. 
He was real gross in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. So that's all we have for our companions. We're a real small team right now. Yeah. Real small team. Yeah. So that's going to jump us right into the baddie. Yeah. Who, who is... <laughs> Jen, who is who the baddie? Who is the baddie? Maga. Yeah. For sure. For sure. As soon as we were introduced to her character... There was just something so familiar about her. Mm. And it took me until the part where Steven is trying to arm the coup. Yeah. And the Darwin women clones, I guess. Yeah. Because they're not real Oh, very brave new world. Yeah, very strange. We're just blindly following this person, even though like he tried to point out the inequalities, yeah. right? They were very much well, like she's the leader, right? Yeah. Like she deserves to have all these things. That's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. And it wasn't until that moment where I realized, like, holy shit, this is also this scenario can fit very much with the current MAGA campaign. Yeah. And I was like, how interesting is oh, it? Oh, yes. I thought about this MAGA too. MAGA and MAGA. Yeah. You know? So, and even in just her demeanor and then just the way that she carried herself, mm-hmm. it, it was just so familiar. Yeah. You know? What really struck me in that regard, mm-hmm. because I remember having this moment, it was probably in the third or fourth episode, mm-hmm. she gets really um, monologue mm-hmm. about the pain of being the only one in the room that can think mm-hmm. and you have all of these clones and they sent me these clones that are supposed to be warriors and i told them that i need thinkers not fighters and woe is me i'm the only one that can really think but she's a raving idiot mm-hmm. yeah absolute fucking idiot yep. mm-hmm. and you see murderous more, bitch oh man murderous <laughs> bitch that is a idiot mm-hmm. but is the only one that is air quotes here, educated mm-hmm. and is capable of thought and capable of understanding. Is a real being. Is really human. Mm-hmm. And then you have all of these clones that are supposed to just be reactionary, but you see them with more empathy. Mm-hmm. And the whole time it was very striking to me of another douchebag mm-hmm. that's been around this block. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that that person and the people around them are the first to tell you that they're the smartest people in the room, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but are raving idiots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and treat the people that follow them the same way. And are the people that follow them are largely undereducated, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but have the potential for so much more than what is being dictated to them by this absolute insane idiot murderous insane idiot yeah 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 it was it was very interesting just the parallels that i -hmm. could draw from her being Mm -hmm. and then to juxtapose that with the real and like their species where their species is essentially founded on kindness Mm -hmm. and community Mm -hmm. and you know, sacrifice. Yeah. You know? So it was, even in the last little bit of the monologue with the real, the real is basically giving like the morality. Yeah. The moral of the story essentially is like, if you're willing to help, you know, they're willing to help those that help others. Yeah. Right. So like if you help other people, you're truly never going to be alone because someone's going to be there Mm -hmm. to catch you as well in theory. Right. Um, so it, yeah, it was just it it just just took me back to sure. just our political state right now, mm-hmm. just how divided our country is at this point in time, and I mean the fact that QAnon members were in Dallas waiting, waiting for, for JFK, JFK Jr., Jr. who's yeah. been deceased for twenty two years, to suddenly come yeah. back. And yeah, he, he did. Someone he actually did. paid for a flag that was Trump and Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we have those types of people. 
well, I was thinking about this in the car driving over here. It's like all Trump supporters are not QAnon members, but QAnon members are Trump yes. supporters. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Trump supporters are a crazy fringe group, and QAnon supporters are a crazy fringe group of a crazy fringe group. Yeah, <laughs> which makes them not just like two times crazy. It's like crazy to the crazy power. Yeah, all crazy right. raised to crazy. Tea party, tea party. Ooh, yeah, Beyond tea nuts. party. Uh, yeah, but it, it was just very, very symbolic and just very representative. So, so I'm like, wow, these themes are reoccurring. You know, it's just never another, change. Yeah, it's just another confirmation of how history continues to repeat itself. It doesn't look exactly the same, but the symptoms are the same. Absolutely. And that's one of my favorite, it's, I mean, that's the nail in the head of what I find so fascinating about history and why when I talk about like my um, focuses in history, why they're so disparate Mm -hmm. is because I think it's absolutely fascinating that I can find this theme in 1965 England, Mm -hmm. but I can also find it in Egypt from 2000 BC Mm -hmm. to cultures that have nothing to do with each other Mm -hmm. two completely different economic systems different political landscapes everything and you still have the same themes resonating Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you come to today and it's what we are still dealing with Mm -hmm. and to know that it is a, a common struggle throughout time throughout history throughout culture but to also see how other cultures dealt with it and like Mm -hmm. where those decisions lead different groups Mm -hmm. Uh, it's absolutely fascinating to Mm -hmm. me it's one of the reasons that i'm actually really fascinated to live during this time Mm -hmm. is because this is one of those time periods that people will study yeah they will definitely yeah we have a lot of things emerging a lot of phenomenons It'll always be interesting to do the same thing we're doing here where it's, it is to what is the media coming out of this time period? Mm-hmm. What does the media have to say mm-hmm. about the time it was created in? Mm-hmm. You know, the 60s is, a, is tumultuous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this whole idea that like the 60s and the 70s is all about like flower power and peace, love and prosperity, you know, give love a chance. But that's the protest movement coming out of all of the really insane dark shit Mm -hmm. that's happening around the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the counterculture Mm -hmm. to what was happening. And, you know, it's kind of like, I think that today's world is going to be remembered largely for looking back on like TikTok dances, Mm -hmm. but TikTok dances come out of escapism from what we're seeing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's happening in the world. Uh, So, yeah, so I, I kind of felt the same way about this. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I also felt every time I've watched it, and I've not been able to really find any any of my books have really gotten into this kind of a thing. So it might just be all in my head, but that's mm-hmm. fine. It's always read as very criticism of radical feminism to me, mm-hmm. where this is what would happen if women were in charge. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it's always read that way to me because I don't think because I knew that going into this that I had this idea of that. Mm-hmm. So I tried to watch it to find this is what gave me that impression. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing other than the fact that it's a bunch of women and, you know, they kill off the men that aren't good breeders. Mm-hmm. But that's also very Brave New World. That's very, you know the Amazons, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, it's a common idea in history. And so that's not, there's nothing about it. That's like overtly a criticism on feminism, Mm -hmm. but there's always been something about it that made me feel that way. Mm. And I can't quite put my finger on it, even watching it this last time, but it's why it's always kind of put me on edge Mm -hmm. is because there's something about MAGA that makes me uncomfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not just like that she's an overt villain. Mm-hmm. There's something about her where like, I feel sad for her. Yeah. This actress did a very good job in reflecting this just essence of something's wrong with her. Yeah. Like, even though she's t- like, even though she was spewing this story where yeah. she was the victim, her and the Darwin were the victims, right? Yeah. Something about it just did not sit right. Yeah. Like, well, 
yeah, you feel from the beginning, you know there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. The second you meet them, I feel like you kind of like know there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I, I don't feel like I ever bought them as like the good guys of the story. Yeah, I was finding myself like, are they really going to be the, are, they, is, are these the mm-hmm. people that were going to be the good guys? Who are the bad guys then? Yeah. You know, because this is very... It was not the roving poop emoji. Not the poops. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the Daleks? Like, are they going to be like the Daleks? But no. No. These are like the cute Daleks. Mm-hmm. Little poops. Yeah, little poops. Little white poops. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, it. I think that it was like kind of that whole idea that it was like a whole bunch of women that they were ostensibly vegans. That there was this whole idea. I did like the idea that they didn't really know what a woman was. Yeah. That they were like, I don't know. Oh, you mean... Like biologically female, which is how I feel about gen- like that's all gender. It shouldn't. Really, yeah, this won't be the podcast for that. But I did like that kind of moment in the mm-hmm. middle of the '60s mm-hmm. to be like, "What are we doing? Fucking talking about how we reproduce? Mm-hmm. Get out of here, dude! Mm-hmm. I'm a person. Look at me. My name's Maga." Mm-hmm. So I did like that. I did think that Barb would have fit in really well with them, actually. Oh, for sure. She was also a murderous bitch. Yeah. Yeah, Aztec Barb would have been besties with Maga Mm -hmm. on a Mm -hmm. good, on like a bad day. She would use Ian just to breed, so. Yeah. She 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 did. She probably did. Yeah, she fits. Yeah. She's she's part of their crew. And so maybe it's why I have this like weird feeling for them where... I almost would love to see who they could have been if they'd been born into a different culture mm-hmm. because I think that she was, I don't know, maybe it's that she reminds me of politicians like Hillary Clinton where like Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. is a product of the world that she occupied. Mm-hmm. She's a crazy bitch and I hate and I can't like, I don't like her, mm-hmm. but for all the reasons I don't like her is because of how she had to navigate through the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was doing the best. She, like, a lot of it was that she was moving in the world the way that a woman had to, to mm-hmm. advance. And mm-hmm. so she had to make decisions that weren't great, mm-hmm. but that led her to advance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it turns her into a shitty person mm-hmm. over time. Maga kind of felt the same way. Yeah. I felt like there were positive intentions at some point mm-hmm. and they've just been totally corrupted. Mm-hmm. 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 To where yeah. she doesn't know what is real anymore. She yeah. doesn't know what is humane. She yeah. doesn't know what is good or true. It's definitely like eat them before they eat meat mentality. Goal oriented. Nothing else mm-hmm. tra- can matter mm-hmm. because the goal is so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so everybody dies. Yeah. So there's like a sadness to her character for me, which doesn't mean I like her. Mm-hmm. But I, but I think that's why I feel conflicted over her. It's because I don't like her, but she also, I pity her. She had, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. It's not total dislike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you give Maga? Mm, I mean, she's a good villain. I think so too. I was gonna give her a nine. Wow, I yeah. gave her an eight point five. She's a good villain. Yeah, I thought so too. You know, in any kind of movie or anything, a good villain makes you feel more than one. They're not just evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a backstory. Yeah. There's a way that they got there. There's and a reason. Considering that a lot of the story was really shitty and they didn't really give us a lot of her backstory, her acting, I feel like, really brought that complexity. And I found that impressive. I would love to see her again. Yeah. I mean... We won't. I'm sure that actress is dead. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe in another episode. Yeah, Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? We saw Cave Woman again. We did. So she might be a repeat offender. I'd love to see Cave Woman again. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> She's like a cameo the same, once a season. Yeah. The same outfit. The same yeah. exact wig. Yep. Just different outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see her like like England like 2400 mm-hmm. since we've gotten her in the ancient world and then we got her kind of almost in the present and, and now then, we're gonna get her way in the future yeah mm-hmm. well we can get her well it was 10 way way in the past then 1066 then we can get her modern one and then mm-hmm. we can get her in the future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we can get her over on another planet that humans have and then we can see what's up yeah yeah <laughs> end of time 
There she is, Cavewoman. That brings us into the story. How did we feel about the story as a whole? Uh, I mean, it was it was definitely interesting. I was able to get through it. Um, really, neither. I really liked the morality portion of the story, but besides that, it was really just kind of just there for me. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing that I really loved, but also nothing that I really hated. So it was just kind of like, eh, okay. I felt the same way, except I thought the morality portion of it was so heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. To me, this was a... The positive aspects that we've talked about so far, I think were brought mm-hmm. on the backs of the actresses. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I can see that. The story itself was pretty shit, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very... It was so tropey. And mm-hmm. I know that's a portion of that tropiness comes from the fact that it used things that are more common now and even though it's early it was still kind of boring mm-hmm. it was so aesop's fably that i could not deal mm. there was nothing real. it's the whole idea that you meet the dravans and you immediately are like well these probably aren't the good guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it was so obvious that they were there was going to be a twist and they were going to be the bag. It was, it was set up that way. Mm. And I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and I like a story that's just a little bit more subtle than that. Mm-hmm. It's not a pantomime. Mm-hmm. It's science fiction. Mm-hmm. And even if we've had stories that were not great before, it's been just kind of boring and shitty writing, but this was so obvious. Mm-hmm. It was felt more, it felt more like a structure of a children's show mm-hmm. with non-children's show themes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But everything before, even the plane of giants where we talked about it feeling like a children's museum mm-hmm. and you can kind of see where it's going and everything. It's still not like, and now we're walking this way. Mm-hmm. And the bad guy that we met at the first really isn't the bad guy. I know he was scary because he looks different, but mm-hmm. he's really the good guy. Mm-hmm. And we give you the shirt off his back mm-hmm. and the shoe vo- shoes off his feet because you smiled at him. It was just a little bit too extreme in every direction. Mm-hmm. For him, for the real to be throwing plaster on a wall and saying, that's going to be the shape of our bad guy. Let's make him as non-humanoid as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Super scary. Can't really, you know, so everything other than human. Mm-hmm. But for him to be the most understanding, I come from a planet with no violence. Mm-hmm. Whereas we have these women that come from a planet that really knows only violence. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. just too dichotomous, too heavy handed with mm-hmm. what they were trying. They could like, they just need to bring it all back. Mm-hmm. Just, just a little bit. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I'll be interested to see the animation mm-hmm. because so much of what happens, I think, is visual, mm-hmm. especially because there's things like uh, we only have that one picture of the reel. Oh, I don't okay. know if you noticed, but it was the same image every yeah. fucking time. Mm-hmm. And that's because all of these episodes were lost. The BBC isn't doing replays because that's just not how British television worked. And so there was no footage of the reels from the time it was destroyed Till there was like a magazine that was found in like the fucking nineties and it had a promo image. So, you know, teeny weeny, cause it's a magazine, a hard copy magazine. And yeah. that's the image of the worlds we have. That's it. Oh shit. Other than that, we have like descriptions. We have the script and that's about it. Damn. And, and so we don't really have a good idea of what they looked like or anything. And so I'll be interested to see if being able to see them and have Changes more them. interaction mm-hmm. towards the end. Cause that last episode for me is real hard to get through. Mm-hmm. It, it, they could have cut most of that out. Yeah. And I would have been okay. So it's not, a, it's not going to be like my favorite, but I'm hoping I'll like it better with the recreation. I liked the fact that the astral map came back from mm-hmm. the web planet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. except I didn't like the fact that somehow they were going to tell that the planet was going to explode in two days for reasons that are still lost to me. Yeah, I didn't get that. No, it's it, it's because it didn't make sense. It's something to do with methane. That's not 
okay, whatever. How are you using a star map to find out when a planet is? He, he looked at that astral map for like less than 45 seconds. And he was like, oh, no, they're wrong. It's going to explode in two days. That's uh, not how it works. My dude, that's like looking at the water, like having a test tube of water and going, I think it's going to be a hurricane. Wow. Well, no, I didn't like, I, I, that was, again, it, it's the whole thing where there's not enough, as much as Technobabble is annoying, like it needs a little bit, like there was just no, it was just no cu- connection. There was no connection. It was just cause. Yeah. Just it was just take very it matter of value. fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. And I just, ugh, you know, I can ugh. see that. Uh, I got really tired of the chumbly sound. Yeah. By the, the end. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as the Zarbi. Yeah, no, no, no. But it was definitely annoying. It was definitely mm-hmm. annoying. Especially since there's no visual for it. Yep. It was like just silence and that... That little thing, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bad. And then we ended on... Look at that planet over there. I wonder what's going on over there. And then... Which, again, is the most <laughs> he- heavy-handed pass-off Zoom to in. a new episode. Shh. Yeah. Everything about this was just... It's almost kind. Of, it it's the same the same vibe as that one psychedelic episode, um, the first season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where it's kind of just that one was just crazy and all over the place. This one this one was just obvious. It wasn't as obvious to me. I kind of enjoyed the the morality portion of it. It was towards the end. I was like, all right, you you said this multiple times in different ways. We get it. It's because you're a basic bitch. <laughs> I enjoyed the morality portion. It, it wasn't too bad. I think it it, it helped me get through it because it was like, ah, okay, this is kind of like a learning lesson. This is a lesson in, in what you're trying to teach. Gotcha. Okay. But good science fiction should do that. Mm-hmm. Good science fiction is satire. It's parody. It's a critique on the institution. Mm-hmm. It should be looking forward and being a reflection of at the time period. Like that's good science fiction. But it shouldn't be this is this and that is that. Mm-hmm. And this thing that we thought was good is bad. You know, it's just there should be it it doesn't need to be so in your face Mm -hmm. tell me the story that this was a morality play this was not a story with a moral lesson Mm -hmm. the story was centered around the point Mm -hmm. instead of the point being woven into a story yeah so meh i gave it a six six uh i was gonna get much higher probably like a 6.2 sure i'm okay with that so all of that's fine but none of it really matters because the only thing that matters in life, mm-hmm. the universe, and certainly in the TARDIS, is was this story neat or not? I thought it was neat. I, I did didn't not. really care. I, I was like, yeah, this is not as bad as others. It's not as bad as others, but it's not neat. Yeah. It's not one that I would ever tell someone to watch. I yeah. might feel different about the reconstruction, but I would not recommend this one. Yeah, definitely not something that I tell someone to watch who hasn't ever seen Doctor Who. But it wasn't to me it wasn't that bad. Yeah, but that bad isn't neat. Yeah, but neat it wasn't Neat is the cream of the crop. Neat is it's good. I feel like don't I don't water down we don't want to water down our neat. Yeah, and I guess if it's it wasn't like spectacular. That's what yeah, that's what neat needs to be. It needs to be at the end when we're looking at all of our neat episodes. Mm-hmm. This one isn't going to stack up. Oh yeah, no. This one was kind of just, yeah, when you explain it like that, yeah, no, it falls short. It wasn't horrible. It's boiled chicken. No, it's got a little pepper to it. It's got like pepper in onion You ranked it below boiled chicken. But I did like the morality of it. Well, that's great, but this doesn't mean it's- That's the saving grace. That doesn't make it neat. I would probably give it then- I would probably raise it up to like a 6.9. Not quite a 7. No, you can't do that. You're, we're talking about need or not. You can't oh, change shit. your score. Damn it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you hear the panic in my voice? Well, no, I think I might actually change it because it's not that bad for a 6.2 necessarily, but it's not neat either. And I think to reflect that better would be a 6.9 instead of a 6.2. Fine. But only if it's not neat. No, that's what I'm saying. Okay. It's it's. I feel like a seven and above would be a neat, 
mm-hmm. or like you know we could we could we could debate the neat portion yeah. but it wasn't as terrible like a 6.2 to be like oh this is yeah it wasn't that bad to be like uh this is uh this is terrible yeah yeah, I think it's one of those things it's that on now the that we're cusp. no, it is absolutely not. For me, it could have things no. that could have been changed. You were incorrect. I I think it it could have been on the cusp. That's why I gave it a six point nine because no. I think if there's some there were some things that were changed there, I I would like it. No, I it, I I think it and it's going to be interesting going forward. Now that we're really getting, we've got a good base of what Doctor Who is mm-hmm. is. I feel like I'll probably start getting more critical on what is neat or not because we're ranking everything neat and that's been super awesome. Mm-hmm. But not everything is neat. Not everything, like what it, it's that whole thing that like everything can't be neat. Mm-hmm. So what is the line? Where is that? And for me, mm-hmm. this is not something that I would recommend somebody watch. Mm-hmm. And there are episodes of Doctor Who. There have been episodes of Doctor Who this week that I have told somebody, "Don't you do not need to watch anything else. Mm-hmm. Watch this episode." Yeah, I guess I I would I'm never more, say that about this. My TV short, I I like more with the morality piece to mm. it or something that's connection, and because it made me think so much of the present day, that is why I ranked sure. it as what I did. Is it neat enough in terms of? everything that we've seen so far there have definitely been better episodes that i've been more excited about mm-hmm. but i did enjoy the morality part of this I think and, when, and i didn't give a shit if it was like heavy handed no yeah sometimes you just need to beat people over the head with it and apparently it wasn't obvious enough because we still got the same fucking problem so well maybe, maybe i'm not anticipating te- tele- an episode of television <laughs> is ever going to change anybody's mind because i mean it could start a conversation yeah. And I think this was obvious enough to to start conversations. I don't think so. And that's your opinion. I know, but I'm right. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> We're going to agree to disagree okay. on it's this okay. one. <laughs> that's fine. We're going to agree to disagree on yeah. this one. Yeah, because I I didn't mind the, how obvious it was. Yeah. Um. So that's it for this week. It was an interesting episode. I look forward to... Doing this all over again. <laughs> see if your opinions we'll change how yeah. we feel. Yeah. Um, I think that when we talk about it again, we'll have other opinions with us. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if any of us budge or if we're just going to be stubborn assholes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So next week, we are doing Mission into the Unknown. And it's a bit of a weirdo because it is all of 20 minutes long. Total. There's one episode. And we're going to see what you think about it. Let's see. We're going to go ahead and watch it now and uh, record right after this. See you later. So we'll see y'all in about half an hour, but y'all are going to see us in two weeks. (laughs) Bye. Time is weird. Bye. Hey y'all, it's Diana. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. If you want to catch us for another dram, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat, please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also check us out at on the rocks pod, all underscored on Instagram, or if you have comments or concerns or even better whiskey recommendations, please send them to mediaontherockspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. We look forward to seeing y'all again in two weeks for the next episode and another glass of whiskey. See you next time.